0: Activate your personal shielding gear, trade to level three because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. Welcome to the Star Wars Battlefront podcast, episode 11, with our special guest, Sam Marco. I get us back to Battlefront. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you you said you've platinum Battlefront. How are you playing it now, or have you doled down any much in your hourly quota of battlefront?
1: yeah I have i've slowed I've slowed back down I mean like i said i i i like to I'm doing trophies for my friend and I'm trying to actually just get him leveled up for the expansion so that he has access to, uh, to all the star cards and everything he needs and all the weapons but I'll still jump on and play play a drop zone i i the thing I like about the multiplayer uh, you know, because I don't like the campaign mode, uh, uh, is that it's so fast. I mean, generally for every game on there, the longest game is 15 minutes. So you kind of kill yourself by inches. You're like, well, I'll play one game. And you play 15 minutes. You're like, ah, oh, I could have done better. You're like, well, I'll play one more game. And you play 15 more minutes. And then three hours later, you're like, God, I could have just. What, what am I doing? Where am I at? What
0: happened? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those games. When I. I've mostly been playing, like, we are big Minecraft people, and we used to play on servers, and the, most of the games we were playing were, like, 20 to 30 minutes long, and when I was coming to this, I was like, man, I could play this five times in the same amount of time I was playing that one game.
1: Yeah, I know. There's, I mean, like, Rocket League's come out, and that's another one you can do that on, like, you got a five-minute game, and you're you're in and out, and... Um, Helldivers, I'm actually playing a little bit now and I mean most of your missions you're in and out in like eight to ten minutes, so it's good to uh to be able to just like Battlefront be able to drop in and play a game and then drop back out.
0: Yeah, I like I like games like that where you don't, don't have to spend so much time, but we've actually spent almost a hundred hours on it. <laughs> yeah, me too.
1: Don't you find though without the campaign mode you, you just I mean you like it and it's something you enjoy playing but you don't care as much about it. Does that make sense? Like you like with the campaign mode you have something built into it. Like my well, I think it was Battlefront two. Was that where they were going through the five hundred and first? They were talking about like their their evolution and from the clone troopers to the stormtroopers and kind of their journey. Was that Battlefront two or is that I, I
0: think, think was that Star was Front, right? um commandos that Star Wars Commandos or it might have been Battlefront. I, I think don't it was know Battlefront 2. It's been so I think long it was- since I played this original Battlefront. Well, I bought
1: I bought Battlefront 2 and like some extra controllers and went to the beach with my, my two brother in laws and we literally played like once everyone went to sleep, we were playing like six hours a night, which is kind of ridiculous, <laughs> but that's what we did. Yeah, it was so fun. And I told him I was like, It's been proud serving with you guys in the five hundred and first when uh, <laughs> when vacation was over. But, like, Battlefront, I'm like, man, I had a really good time playing this game, but I don't feel the connectivity to it that I do for some of the others. I just feel like even though it's a beautiful game and it's super fun to play and I feel like it's really immersive, I don't feel connected to it as much as I did, like, the older ones. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, it does. And, like, in Battlefront, there's not that thing that you want to just keep on going for. Like, it's mainly for fun. That's the main point of it this game.
1: Yeah, and you were talking about earlier doing a community thing where your listeners could come and play. The the problem, too, is you've got the partner system where you can only have two partners. I mean, I would rather have like an expanded partner system where if, if the three of us wanted to play, we could all three go in there be partners, spawn at the same locations, kind of travel as a group. You guys would both be highlighted gold on my map, so I knew where you were, and maybe we could try to you know, do stuff together. I I don't know. The partner system is kind of weird to me.
0: Yes, that is something I want them to update and uh, sometime soon because that is very difficult. Like, I was saying in last one, uh, last episode, that I would like it... If your partner is not available, you can spawn with someone else or something like that because I am just spamming the triangle and I can't go spawn into the battle. Yeah, and everybody's
1: so crazy too. Nobody, most people aren't going to have your back. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to jump in and try to save you, you know, versus like, if if the three of us were there and you could spawn at any of your partners or if ideally everybody's together, you know, you could maybe, you know, save a guy. You know, if there's somebody shooting at him, you could, you know, go over there and save your partner and maybe get a few more kills, you know, maybe they could get a few more kills.
0: Yeah, and, Go ahead, Sam. And then the one time you get a good partner, he's over by the ETSD shooting it when it's not even vulnerable.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. He's like, man, I'm going to get this thing.
0: You you go get a little guy. I'm going
1: to go over here and kill people. But you you have fun over there.
0: (laughs) And it would be so awesome if you could have, like, fill up the whole slot with just your partners. And then you could uh, have the Shadow Trooper squad. The elite of the elite.
1: <laughs> yeah, and if you had a whole group, maybe you could have like a uh, like if you had the the tie dye uh, tie dye sheep. Maybe if you had the you could have the logo on their their arms or something like that.
0: Oh, that so, would be epic. <laughs> <laughs> just like
1: zoom in, you could pause the game. Maybe zoom in and like have your uh, have your tie dye mafia up there, just like rolling through in the black armor.
0: Oh no, it's the tie dye mafia. <laughs> 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 that could be your community name <laughs> the yeah. <Tied> Mafia. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious <laughs> yeah they they need to do something to where you can connect easier with the community because battlefront has such a great community
1: yeah there's so many players like I, I don't ever go on there like I said unless it's really late at night where there's not a full game of people just wanting to play and
0: uh, you know, just
1: I don't really find. Oh, I mean, you can't really have any trolls on there because nobody can even talk to anybody.
0: So, <laughs> you know, yeah. they can uh, they control you by using the sh- the shock blaster. Oh my god,
1: it's such a like I'll come around there and I'll just be E eleven and somebody and like they'll be like, oh, there he is. <laughs> oh okay.
0: And then f- the farts on you.
1: Yeah, I'll be like, try that when I'm uh, when I'm halfway across the board, buddy. I'll, uh, I'll pretty <laughs> much be uh,
0: carving my your name and your tombstone with my E11. Yeah, and people are like, you have to you have to put it with this star card to make it good. I'm like, then it's not good. <laughs> I'll tell you, if I look up on my uh,
1: my board where I have to uh, get 25 kills with the shock rifle, I will go ahead
0: and just spend 100 every single time. I'll never use it. <laughs> <laughs> Um talking about the DLC, what do you want to come out of it?
1: Uh, more of a campaign. I, I really feel like they're – like I see what EA is putting out on their Twitter and what they're telling a lot of people that are calling in to the 1-800 number, and I think it's a bait and switch. And if it is, it's really going to kind of frustrate me because I think what people are hearing is they're adding a campaign mode is what they're saying almost. But I think what they're saying is we're going to take into account more of the offline options. And I think what they're going to talk about or what they're going to do is actually just add more of the missions. You know, we're going to have another survival on... Bespin will have a survival on, you know, wherever, where the Outer Rim planets. I mean, and I don't really want that. I'm not interested in any more survival or battle missions. I would like to have something that I could sit down with my friends and go through, you know, a little story. It didn't have to be long, you know, but just just a little something to add on there. Maybe a little, maybe five-hour to seven-hour campaign for
0: every DLC. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who have not bought my uh, Battlefront because it doesn't have a campaign. And I think they're losing a lot of their fans that could be there to not having a campaign. And what I would really want, and I've been saying this for a while, is you're the rebels or the Imperials. You're in this city, and you have to go around placing bombs places if you're the Imperials to collapse the rebels uh, rebel alliances base or you sneak around trying to infiltrate the Imperials base
1: yeah totally I mean I can get behind that or why don't we have some kind of uh, some missions and fighter squadron I mean something other than shoot all the ships and try to get the uh, try to get the uh, the escaping ships for each side I mean how boring is that after a while I mean, when we get the Death Star patch, why don't we actually have a Death Star raid? Where you have to go through and hit the exhaust port and, and blow the Death Star up. You have to have so many people shoot a shoot a certain spot on the Death Star, and then the Tie Fighters are trying to protect the Death Star's exhaust port. And I mean, why don't we have something like that? Why don't we raid on a Star Destroyer? I mean, anything. Just give me something.
0: Yeah, uh, that would that was exactly what I was thinking. I mean, that would be awesome. Or maybe play. As Han Solo doing the Castle Run.
1: Yeah, get us get us some sound clips, man. Get us anything to just make the game a little bit better. I mean, you know, if you're in the Falcon, you know, just every I don't know, maybe every ten seconds, give me like some kind of randomized, like have about a hundred little Han Soloisms or Chewbaccas or, you know, give me a <laughs> or something, you know, anything, just give me something.
0: Your Chewbacca is way better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wasn't doing a Chewbacca. I just got
1: choked there for a second.
0: (laughs) Mine sounds like a dying (laughs) Wookiee. Hey, there are no bad Wookiees, okay? So
1: it's it's okay. We accept you.
0: (laughs) And um, I think what they should do is, if they want it to be canon, they could add something with Disney to have some storyline that makes it, that expands the universe. I know with... The Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens game that's coming out very soon. It is going to show how C-3PO lost his arm and replaced it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I don't really think they're taking full advantage of their planets either. I mean, Yavin was in the the original trilogy. I mean, why don't we have like you know with the big temples on Yavin? Why don't we have? Uh, why don't we have a, a, some sort of mission there or maps
0: there? That would be really awesome, and they could do a lot of cool stuff where the. Um those old temples could come crumbling down while you're running past, or something like that.
1: Hmm.
0: I think it'd be good to have environmental,
1: like you know, hazards that you would have to watch out for. Like maybe Solist has some, you know, areas of it where volcanoes start erupting, and you have yeah. to watch out for it. Or maybe if the uh, uh, the walkers that are on the uh, um, the Jakku expansion. Maybe if you detonate enough explosives beside a walker, maybe the walker falls over.
0: You know. Yeah. Uh, did you see that um, those concept art for the Force Awakens? How Jakku was actually going to be a swamp at first. Wow! Really? Yes, and they had a they had just AT ATs spread around it, crumbling up, still standing.
1: Well, that would have uh, that would have been pretty cool. I, it seems like we've got like we've got indoor. If we had another swamp there, because we've got Dagobah as well. Dagobah might not be another bad map. I don't know how you would differentiate it from indoor, but
0: yeah. And another cool thing they can add if they're going to go with the prequel side in either the next game or the game after that, they could have some kind of water battle on Naboo. Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. That'd be fun. Go underwater and have those big uh, monster uh, fish coming after you.
0: Yeah, that would be a cool beast mode, too. Yep. They just have... I mean, Star Wars is so expensive, they can do a lot of things that they aren't doing right now. Like, would you pay $5 extra for your... Uh, uh, for your- uh, prequels, if you could get
1: a hero of Jar Jar Binks that had no weapons or abilities just could walk around until
0: he got shot and killed. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> and I probably like, would. Like you go over and you reach
1: your hero marker, you'd be like, who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be? It's gonna be Anakin and a pod racer, who's gonna be in your Jar Jar and you're like, you know what? He deserves to die and you just walk right into battle.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> did you um, did you ever play Lego Star Wars? Yeah, I played. Uh, I
1: played most of them. I think my my friend uh, bought them all, so I play with him.
0: Yeah, that is my favorite Lego game ever. I think there's a scene
1: on uh, in the very first one where Vader's got one of the Lego guys uh, for the rebels in a force choke, and then he just falls into pieces. That just always made me
0: laugh. Yeah, and with the Lego humor is just so good. Especially when they couldn't talk and they're just like... Yeah,
1: that always made me laugh. I've, I've, I just don't play a ton of the Lego games, but he's always got them. He's like, hey, check this out. We played the Star Wars and Indiana Jones. We played a bunch of them.
0: Yeah, and now that Disney owns Lucasfilm, we're probably going to get another... Indiana Jones movie.
1: Ah, oh, gosh, man! I tell you, but I, I just wept tears all summer long the year that that came out. I, I saw uh, M. Night Shyamalan, who was one of my favorite directors at the time, had The Happening come out. It was his first R-rated movie. Are you familiar with him? We got to The Sixth Sense and
0: Oh yeah, I I really like Signs and then the What's the, the village. village? Did you ever
1: see uh, Unbreakable? His second one.
0: Uh, part we saw it. parts of it.
1: Yeah, it's, I, I liked it as well. But yeah, he came out with the happening with Mark Wahlberg and uh, a tr- thing where the trees were killing you. And then I I watched that and I was like, well, at least I've got the Crystal Skull to look forward to. And then after that, I just wanted to jump off a building. I was like, there's no more movies for me ever.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, when they when they get an older character to come back and replay his role, it's not always going to be the best thing. I mean, Han Solo did pretty good in The Force Awakens, but he doesn't really like Han Solo.
1: Yeah, you know, I really think they did a great job with him, though, because I got such a feeling of Han Solo coming back. You know, he reminded me of, like, Grandpa. You know, he's crazy, he's out there, he's he's still trying to, to do a Kessel Run. He's got two groups that he's already screwed over, just like he did with Jabba in the last movies. He's trying to get out of there. There's creatures running through his ship, uh, and then he actually has a few tender moments towards the end. Spoiler alert! You know, with with uh, Ben or with Kylo Ren. Um, I, I I got everything that I wanted to out of Han Solo in that movie. I thought it was a perfect uh, uh, a perfect comeback for him in that role.
0: Yeah, it was. It was a perfect awakening, you could say. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got everything I. That is my favorite Star Wars movie because I'm actually in this new age of Star Wars. I can take this in completely. Like When the prequels came out I was very little and now I'm... I understand all of Star Wars and now it's my favorite movie.
1: It It's probably my second favorite behind the Empire because when I was six years old Empire came out and... For my birthday, my mom and dad took me to their my friends, my parents' friends owned a movie theater, and they had a little tiny room up top, like a little private room where you could go watch the movies. And I went up there and sat and watched Empire, and I got to see those uh, the ATATs on the screen, on the big screen, big monster screen coming at me for the first time, like metal dinosaurs, and nothing like that. We'd never seen anything like that before. You know, I mean, now we're spoiled because we've got. You know CGI T Rexes running across the screen, and you know you can you can see anything you want to these days on the internet. Uh, but I mean, for to experience that in a theater as a six year old for the first time, and just to see something that incredible, um, I don't think that anything will ever like overpower that as far as Star Wars for me. It, but I would say the Force Awakens is a is a very good
0: movie though uh, in it, comparison to it. If that happened to me, that would be my favorite movie, hands down. Nothing will ever come close to it.
1: <laughs> but you got to think, man, it's like 1977, you know, and then that's what you've got. Because you get to see, it's a pretty true representation, even when you watch it these days. Um, it's not, you know, as, as clear as it is on our big screen TVs now. But, I mean, it was it was just coming right at you, and I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what am I watching? What is this?
0: That is just awesome. And, I mean, if lucky you had a friend that owned a movie theater it, it was a small theater theaters were
1: a lot smaller than it wasn't like your 72 movie complexes they were like two little theaters you know you you could probably have those these days and probably a person's apartment almost <laughs>
0: <laughs> but still i mean that was that's awesome
1: it was. It was really great. It was one of my it was my one of my favorite childhood memories.
0: That's what kind of hooked me on Star Wars really. Did, were you surprised when Darth Vader revealed to Luke that he was his father? Oh yeah, I was six. A lot of things surprised me when I was six. I was like, oh my gosh,
1: this is crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I found someone. <laughs> I have I've asked this to any, anyone who watched the pre uh, the original trilogy, and you're the first one that's ever said that. I'll be the first one to admit it. Everyone's like, "Oh, I knew that. Of course, I knew that." But I'll i admit it.
1: I was uh, I was blissfully ignorant. I was I was happily surprised to find it out.
0: That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to be featured on this podcast, leave a review or tweet at us at tie-dye sheep yt or leave a comment on youtube or email us at battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com if you feel you would give a good perspective on the podcast email us we now have a patreon it's patreon.com slash battlefront podcast may the force be with you always